those scissors with the orange handles because it's time to clip some coupons you're listening to polygonometry this is a family podcast where each week we talk about couponing and all the ways you can save money at super one or albertson's or butcheries or wherever no we talk about what it's like growing up in polygamy and before we get into it i just want to give a huge shout out to some listeners and i think i might be doing this every week from now on but i want to give uh some light to the listeners from washington virginia hey Why is your town named after another state? I'm sure you hear that all the time, but it's still confusing. Just want to acknowledge that. Also looking at you, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, get more creative with your town names. Also, send in your questions if you have any. I would love to hear what you guys have to think and say, and uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review uh, on the post office wall with a thumbtack. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you're listening, I'm happy. And if you're not listening because you don't like hearing my voice, then I'm happy too. You're doing what you want. That's great. Anyway, uh, the, the guest that I have on the show this week is someone who is a complete and total badass. She has experience working as a dog trainer, a bartender, and an explosive welder. She's basically Sarah Connor. She's so awesome, and I really hope that you guys enjoy the episode that I have with my mom's dad's third wife's oldest daughter. Ligonometry. And I didn't know he's done that much research. Really? It. Yeah. Yeah. Have you I, done Have you done the type of research equivalent? I guess. No. To him. Not at all. You just didn't have an interest in it. Not necessarily. I just go off my own uh, experiences, and okay. then I know enough of the history to know, I guess, what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. as far as the really in depth stuff, I just kind of, I don't know. I just go with my own experiences in my life and. If it's not directly affecting me, I'm not going to go look for it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Or, okay. my, fa- or my family, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Like when he mentioned in that episode about the when they spray-painted Warren Jeffs on our family sign at the school. Yeah, yeah. Like, did I think that was a really shitty thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. Did it actually have any sort of effect on me in terms of people being shitty to me or my family? No. So that was kind of like the only real indication of... of uh, mistreatment yeah that you saw well and and like when we were going when we were kids we used to go to the um a family like a i don't know it was like a bible study type group that they had once a week Mm -hmm. and we would go over there and i think at some point we stopped going and they accused they because they thought our family was part of a cult Well, and, it, and I'm like, I mean, I'm like 14, 13 years old and I'm like, okay, whatever. Bye. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of boring anyway, you know, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so you didn't feel like you were losing anything no. by leaving. And, and I not- was, I think I just was always really good at not holding on to any of that stuff either. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. So just letting it just roll. You just got to let it roll. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I mean, I, I know that I've mentioned this earlier in other episodes and stuff, but like I, I was all about it. I was in it. I mm-hmm. was a hook, line, sinker. 
yeah. ready to, to jump into that lifestyle. And it's so cool to know or to realize that like there's people in my family who are living in a polygamous lifestyle who grew up with multiple mothers who had no real sort of orbit around the religion, dogma, Book of Mormon, scripture mm-hmm. um, in the way that I did. Yeah. But I didn't have more than one mom. Yeah. So like it's just kind of a weird uh, uh, opposite in a sort of a sort uh, in a certain sense of like yeah, you guys lived polygamy. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. But didn't believe in it. Yeah. I didn't live polygamy technically. Yeah. And, and still believed, believed in, it. in it. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those weird things. Well, and I think a big chunk of that also goes to dad and mom and how they raised us in raising us. So, I mean, we did our Sunday schools every Sunday mm-hmm. and we continued that even when we moved up here. And, but that they always made a point to raise us so that we could develop our own yeah. thinking. And f- I guess it was just me, but growing up in the polygamy with more than one mom was always, I, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I loved it, but yeah. Did I ever even have an inkling that I would follow that lifestyle? No. Not once. Mm-mm. Never. No. Yeah. I mean, I always knew that about your specific family. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, it was just kind of a weird realization for me to know that um, that there are other options. Yeah. You know? And what's weird, too, is that, like, my experience of, of you know, your family and everything, I was never not over the moon to show up and visit. Really? Right. Oh man. Oh, it was the best coming out here to Washington, dude. It was the thing that I looked forward to all year. I got so nervous when people would come visit. Really? Yeah. Like even my family. I think it was just that introvert in me. Okay. Like, um, Kelsey and I used to write these letters and that was always so much fun. Like I think mm-hmm. we still have a few. They were so extravagant and oh, like, yeah? dazzled and everything. <laughs> and they were so much fun. But when it came down to people actually coming to visit, I would always panic just a little bit. And I, don't, huh. and I still get that to this day. It's funny because, you know, it's it's even more funny because I'm a bartender and I manage a bar now. And yeah. So I have to, I mean, I small talk as part of my profession, but yeah, people come to visit and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to, like, show up at the house and everybody's napping. Like, hey, bye. <laughs> yeah, because they just drove for 12 hours yeah. to show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Do you think that that skill of small talk was honed? because of of that idea and that personality quirk of yours? Uh, I think that was just uh, something I knew I needed to develop just to to function. Yeah. Do I enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. I would say I do now. Mm -hmm. I didn't used to. I started working at the general store, and that kind of threw me in the deep end of the pool, I think, because a lot of the people coming in there were loggers, and you get, I mean, that's where I... I think learn how to realize that fuck is going to come out whether I'm <laughs> and I'm just going to start, you know, and then, yeah. and then, uh, learn how to small talk there, just work in the counter mm-hmm. and then moved down to Utah, came back, started bartending and that you may, I mean, if you don't small talk, you don't get business. You don't get tips. People go in there for well, most, most people go in there and they, it's, it's, it's a, social a, it's a lot of, it's a very social. And you were bartending in Utah. No, when I was okay. in Utah, I was working for um, a little dog place, but okay. I started bartending when I got here, and this lady, I knew her because she used to be my banker, and she comes up, she's like, I, I need a bartender. I'm like, I've never done it before. She's like, that's fine, come on. So I just showed up, started jumped in, a beer. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and you great. like it? Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of fun. That's cool. There's kind of this romanticism that people associate with bartending. A little bit. You know? 
Yeah, and I've I've flirted with the idea of becoming one as well. You would be and, a great one. Oh, thank you. You really would. <laughs> um, and I, I've always, I mean, at least with the bartenders that I've associated with, which haven't been a lot. I don't, I don't go out really, and and right now it's not really the best time to go out anyway. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I never, I've always had this. Uh, I mean, uh, oh well, okay. So initially, with uh, growing up in the lifestyle that I did bartenders were like the epitome of of sin and evil and you are you are actively serving this vile substance (laughs) to all these people right yeah um but then obviously after leaving and 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 getting out of the religion and everything it just turned out to be like i remember okay so here's a weird thing so i went to a bar um when i was in college Mm -hmm. and it was my first oh thank you so much um i i went to this bar uh, in college and it was my first time going to a bar ever. And, um, I was of legal age, so I wasn't, Hot yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm not incriminating myself. And I remember feeling nervous to go and ask for a beer like uh-huh. first time ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had like gone with my like family. This little taboo around it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And by that time, I had already been out of the religion yeah. for a long time. And I mean, I went on my 21st birthday to a bar with my family, but it's like with my family that was kind of like a bar and grill mm-hmm. instead of a bar. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. there is that slight distinction. There is. There really is. And I remember my buddy or my roommate, I think, was like, hey, yeah, can you go get us some beers? And I was like, okay, yeah, what do you want? And then he was like, okay, I want this and this, and I wanted my own thing. And then I remember, like, taking that his information in his order, essentially. Yeah. And then being like, oh, shit, I have to ask. I have to ask for a beer. Oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> I have to ask for beer. And so I go walk up to the counter, and I'm alone. And I'm, you know, in college. I'm a distance runner. I'm 21. Yeah. And, like, I weigh 100% of 138 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. Right? And I go in, I'm just kind of like, excuse me, oh, can I <laughs> Right, and I felt so stupid. You know what all the bartenders are doing? We're all laughing inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew you were, right? <laughs> we're like, oh, look at, look at this little new kid. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I went in, and it was just kind of one of those weird things, that nervous, uh, introverted sense of like, oh, shit, I have to, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And- no, I get that, because I was there, too. It was funny, but... And I will incriminate myself as I used to, when I was dating this guy, he would actually, we'd actually go down to one of the bars downtown and I was 20, but I would go into the back room and he would go up and order a couple of drinks. And then I think a couple of years after that, they actually started like nine o'clock on the dot. They'd go on an idea, everybody in the building. So we couldn't get away with it. But yeah, when I was 20, we would, and we'd do that. And so the first time when I hit 21 and I was like, shit, I'm like. I have to go up and order a beer like on my own now. And there, I've been in, coming in here for like a year now. What's going to happen? So like, did shit, the bartenders realize that you had been duping them for a year? If they did, they didn't care. Yeah. I think it happens enough down there. And I was never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down there and get trashed. I would go down there with the group, have one or two, and then make my way home. I wasn't like a big thing on the scene there. I was just there to be part of the group. But it was kind of that nerve-wracking. And then everywhere, same thing. You go to this other bar for your first beer, and I'm like, what if they, like, don't believe or they think it's a fake or something? When was the first time you tried alcohol? Um, and got drunk. Got drunk. I went with a friend to, I was working as a, a housekeeper at 
a convalescent center. Don't recommend zero out of ten. <laughs> it's not. It's not pretty. But we, the housekeepers, we all got together and we went over to this this lady's house, and she was kind of having a little party. Nothing big, but it was the first time I got drunk, and it was on Mike's cranberry. Oh my god! And it was not good. It took me years and years and years to drink cranberry anything again after that. Oh man! It, it was just it was just rough, and I think I was nineteen, and I didn't really I didn't really do anything with alcohol after that for a little while because I didn't party in high school. I didn't. I went to one after high school with some of my high school friends, but I didn't do any of the partying in high school. I didn't follow the kids up the mountain or anything like that so that was my first like experience and i mostly went because i wanted to be in part of the group you know yeah yeah want to be associated with the the party scene and socialize well and that's i mean the girl that i was friends with at the time that's where she liked to go and hang out and then become friends with all these other people so i was like yeah i want to be a part of that and yeah did it once i'm like oh that was stupid (laughs) then you do it every weekend after you turn 21 so yeah yeah I, I think I turned into a low-key alcoholic when I was in college. Yeah. For real, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't go out a ton. I didn't like party hard mm-hmm. every single weekend and stuff. But it was one of those things, you know, how you spend, you, you have your own personal pendulum, I like to think about. Yeah. And your pendulum is on one side. Yeah. Growing up in religion and the polygamy and the yeah. AUB and, and this very strict... Uh, sense in regards to partying and drugs and substances. Yeah. And then you go to college. And I went to college that was 16 hours away from home. I mean, that's as free as free you can get for me, yeah, right? You're and thrown so, out of the pool there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the pendulum swings in the exact opposite direction as far as intense and everything on that other side of the spectrum. And so I was like throwing myself into it and mm-hmm. just getting super smashed and, and, you know, partying and I smoked weed for the first time and, and all that stuff. I mean, we don't have to talk about drinking stories, but, um, cause that's just not good listening. Uh, but that idea though, of like swinging uh, so far the other way yeah, and how that kind of happens a lot in this type of lifestyle. That's of, kind of what I did when I, when I met my ex, Yeah, it was about a year after I got out of high school and I met him. And that's kind of what happens. He introduced me to this other side that I never really dived into before, except for that one instance. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, I mean, one more like drinking stories. And this was the most embarrassing moment of my life. And it (laughs) sent him through the roof, my dad. Oh my. And I went to this party with my boyfriend at the time and it was a black light party, so there's highlighters, and the guys were taking their shirts off, and every, all the girls were writing things on the guys' chests, and I was drunk, and I was drunk, and I wasn't 21 yet, and then my friend, one of my friends there posted them on Facebook and tagged me. Well, the next morning, I get up early, and I see this, and I'm like, oh, God, and I, I'm like, delete, delete those, delete those, delete those. Well, next thing I know, Dad's calling me. Your grandma, Stella, had been the first person to see them. <laughs> So, so grandma saw the pictures of so, you so partying on Facebook. And my mom, and there's a picture of me, <laughs> and I've got this white shirt on. It's covered in highlighters and this black light, so everything's glowing. And my boyfriend's behind me in the background, like pulling his shirt up, and there's highlighter all over his chest. There's another guy in the background pulling oh his shirt God. up, and there's highlighter all over the chest. And I was just like, I'm. This is it. This is where I die. <laughs> like my life's over now. Came <laughs> home and faced the fury and. Of course, Dad threatened to throw everybody in jail because I was a minor, and he calmed down eventually, and it brushed over, but, man. Dude. I was, I was like, no, no, 
Nope. <laughs> it's overrated. Booze is overrated. <laughs> I'm not partying ever again. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a similar situation. First weekend in college. I've never been this drunk since. Um, it was, you know, I had, you know, I don't want to going to too far like oh yeah when i was 19 and a freshman in college yeah. i drank for the first time yeah. whoa that's Weird. not that's a that's a completely unique Nobody's situation ever done that. yeah no. um i had like I, the equivalent of somewhere close to like 12 drinks in what never drank before ever oh i mean i gargled whiskey soul, for yeah. yeah i gargled whiskey for a sore throat once yeah. or something like that right and so i mean it was bad i was like going to the bathroom or making my way from the living room to the bathroom to go vomit. And I was oh, like no. leaning against the door and oh, knocking no. off pictures with my shoulder just cause I was so hammered. But, um, that next day, my dad calls me first weekend in college. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been there for four days. He calls me. It's like, Hey, so how's your first weekend in college sport? Yeah. My big man going to college, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I can't lie to my dad. No, I can't do it. And so I was like, well, you're gone at college. I mean, why, why do you have to at that point anyway? Yeah. Right. And so I was like, all right, you really want to know dad? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me all about it. How's training going? So I talked about training Mm because I was, you know, distance running and all that stuff. And it's like, what'd you do on the weekend? How's your friends? How's your roommate? You know, tell me all about it. It's like, oh, you really want to know? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, dad, I got, got pretty hammered this last weekend. There was just silence. Just silence? Silence on the other end of the phone. Yeah. And it was the first and only time my dad has ever called me a fool. Oh, that would be really hard coming from your dad, I think. Oh, and he he meant it. That's hard in general. He, I mean, he calls me all sorts of names now, just in joking and, and, you know, whatever. Like, it's one thing, though, when you have, like, the parent blows up and have a big fight but yeah I mean, he didn't if my he, mom ever got mad it was that disappointment and you're like oh fuck <laughs> yeah just wanted to shrivel yeah. and die yeah. yeah yeah and so he called me it was a long pause long silence and he said you're a fool you're a fool and i was oh it dug so deep and it oh, hurt so bad man. and i was like i'm never drinking again you know freaking out yeah. i'm sorry dad uh my mom gets on the phone and she's crying and all this different stuff. It was just this. They'll scar you for life. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, now looking back and I'm, you know, this is six years ago or not even six years ago. This is, yeah, almost 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And like now, if, you know, my little brother goes out for a drink with a friend or something like that, um, and then they're not going to care. It's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And then you gotta, you gotta, like I tell Shannon, I'm like, you're welcome. I popped that bubble for you. <laughs> yeah. The hard way. Yeah. The first, the oldest siblings definitely get a little bit of the brunt yeah. of the, okay, now we have to figure out what to do with this situation and with this. like, oh, the youngest is such a good kid. I'm like, that's because they watched me fuck up for so long. They know what not to do. <laughs> that, and if they do the same exact thing, the parents have been desensitized and just don't really yeah. care anymore. <laughs> so it's just smooth sailing after that. I'm like, this is not fair. I got, in the, I got in an argument with my little brother one time in front of my parents and talking about how easy his life is. And he's like, dude, if you were the youngest, you would feel the same way. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit. It is. Oh, man. It sucks. I really wasn't a bad kid, though. No. No. I was too chicken to do the really bad stuff. What I was... say, that's why I saved it all for when I met my ex and started dating him. Yeah. And then I was like, balls to the wall. Let's do this. <laughs> 
so you didn't you didn't have any sort of um like you didn't have any sort of illusions as far as uh growing up and living this lifestyle at all you mentioned no not really not that i can i don't remember ever really entertaining it it was always there and i always loved that it was a part of it and having the three moms i did yeah but whenever it came time to think about what my future looked like it never never came up never really included that yeah yeah. That, that was never part of your future picture. Mm-mm. Huh. No. Like I said, that's weird for me because that's exactly what I went through. And I'm just yeah. using my own perspective to. And I don't know if any of the other siblings, you know, because we grew up second gen, the lower eight, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any of them ever. I've never really talked to them if they thought maybe they would. But yeah, just never quite. It was just something that was a part of my life, but I would never actively. Yeah. Live it. Yeah. For you. You didn't yeah. want it. Yeah. Could you imagine sharing your husband now? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'll, straight up, like, I'm a bitch. <laughs> like, it, I, it would not happen. Like, I, I know that about myself. And yeah. I'm, no. And it, to think of this guy, the Greg that I'm married to, handling more than one woman, uh-uh. Do you, do you think that your husband could handle No, he can't even women? handle me half the time. That's why he works out of town, I think. <laughs> That's the reason why. He just needs to get the hell away from you. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm done. We had a weekend. I got to go. Bye. I'll see you Friday. You know, that's something that's unique to uh, to your sisters, specifically. All of them. First mm-hmm. gen, I mean, my mom, and then your other siblings as well, is that I think of every single one of your sisters, um, imagining them in a plural situation does not compute in my brain. No. Every single one of them would be like, there's no way. We're, no. You guys are way too strong-willed. Well, and it's funny because if you think like the sisters and the brothers, and it, I mean, second gen anyway, and I think even your mom included, I, I, but, you know, I didn't grow up with your mom or Jared or anybody, but you think of the women and there's so much will and pig-headed and hard-headed and we're just like, it's fire. And then you think of the boys and... They were always the peacekeepers kind of a deal. Like, I remember we'd be outside playing, like, everybody had a stick, and we are wizards and all that stuff, and Tessa and I would always get into it and just fight, 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 and Seth would always be there right in the middle. Okay, and he'd pe- do the peacekeeping, and <laughs> Joel was there being the peacekeeper between, like, me and Dad half the time, or me and Shannon, or me and, uh, I mean, <laughs> and Ben, I feel like, would just sit and laugh. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just his, yeah. his personality. You know, it's funny that you say that because I hear, I hear a lot of similarities between the men being the mediators, mm-hmm. growing up to be polygamists. Between he just has a lot of practice with his sisters. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't see any of my brothers doing it, but I could see how they could, just because they were the mediators. And I mean, maybe that's just me because I did fight a lot. <laughs> yeah, I had this. I had a pretty big attitude, but. Maybe it was just me, but the boys were really good at, I mean, Joel to this day is a hell of a peacekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. He's always been that way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that I know about him, he just, it just lends to that idea for him. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. Where are you, where are you at now with the whole um, question of, of God and, and all that? Where do, I, where do you want, where do you land? I'm curious. I would say that I'm very spiritual, but I do not recognize any organized religion. Um, me and my husband are both the same way. He, he's pretty similar. I think I'm more, I do believe that there is an entity up there and I, 
like to dabble in the idea of, you know, like destiny or fate or something like that. Like if it's meant to be, it, somehow it's going to find a way to manifest itself. But as far as there's rules to get to heaven or there's rules you can break to get to hell, I think that's a bunch of shit. Yeah. I don't, I think you do your best and be a decent person. You know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Golden rule idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's a God out there that's going to fault you for having mistakes and say, sorry. I mean, you fucked up when you were 14. You can't go to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, the the response to that is like, well, you can redeem yourself through Christ. Mm. You can you can practice yeah. the you know exercise the atonement. Yeah, when I get, I mean that's a that's a good thing too. I I don't think people should ever stop striving to be better. Sure. By any means. Yeah. I just I think if your heart's in the right place, you even if you mess up every once in a while, you're on a good pretty good path. Yeah. 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 I I've told this to some of my. Um, the people that I work with, um, with, with adolescents <clears throat> and who are working with, you know, a myriad of issues, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, all that stuff. And, um, something that I reference all the time is this study that was done now that I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the exactness. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not misrepresenting. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna look it up a quick, but it's basically like this, uh, this study that was done, uh, I think it's called, it, this is a tropical tropical dome project or something like that. Yeah. Um, but basically, in essence, these uh, uh, botanists constructed this dome, this yeah. biodome. You can think of it like a um, like a, a safe. You know, they controlled every single aspect of this dome. Yeah. The temperature, the humidity, the weather, the the water intake of these plants, and, and everything. So their their study was basically like, what would be the perfect conditions? to grow this specific type of tree, I think, or something like that, or mm-hmm. these plants. Yeah. And so these trees grew in this, um, this dome or, or the sanctuary, if you want to call it that. I can't remember the specifics. Um, and they controlled, I mean, everything down to like the nutrient and density, yeah. the nutrient density of the soil yeah, and yeah. everything else too. Um, and these trees grew to be just full and big and produced all these great fruit and nuts and, and, and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, you couldn't think of a more perfect tree, right? Okay. And they're like, oh, nailed it. Got it. Perfect situation. Nailed that experiment. Great. And then they deconstructed the dome. The first wind that came through knocked down every single tree. Yeah, because they weren't grown to withstand that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I use that and I reference that uh, study all the time with, with the people that I work with um, to basically highlight the idea that you have to be able to withstand things. You have to be able to withstand the yeah. wind in order to be able to stay strong. Absolutely. And so if you want to have this situation where you don't experience any sort of hardship, you don't experience any you know difficulties or make mistakes mm-hmm. or whatever, then you never learn. And then all of a sudden, the first thing that comes through first hardship that comes through because life will definitely do that yeah Yeah, (laughs) Uh, then it just completely knocks you flat yeah and that's ridiculous to think that we want to have this you know perfect life the perfect life is we're already living it you'd never i mean and it 
dream about this perfect life when you're growing up for so long. And I mean, if I had ever thought about my life now, I would not have called it the perfect life. But right now I have a dog and a cat, a husband, and I live in a fifth wheel and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. But if you'd asked me 10 years ago, if I would have been happy, I, I would have said, no, I ain't going to be me. You're batshit crazy. It ain't going to be me. <laughs> you're going to be slinging beer and living in a trailer. And yeah, and then I, would, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world now. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool to know that there's like, there's an option for happy, and, and the word and the concept of happiness itself is something that I think is, I find fascinating. Yeah, you know, and and what that means for people. I think it's something you grow into. You grow into happiness. I think so a little huh. bit. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you, you can have everything in the world put in your lap, and like that that whole money doesn't make happiness thing. Because these people, yeah. they literally can have anything they want in the world, and still be miserable. Yeah. And then you have the people that live in a little tiny hut that barely has running water and they're mm-hmm. happier than anybody else yeah that's what your older brother was telling me about yeah. living in africa like these people have literally nothing yeah they live in a mud hut yeah happiest people on the planet yeah but we need these wave runners and we need these big houses and yeah. the escalades and the and the rims and the gold watches and all this stuff and then they're the most miserable human beings to ever encounter uh, and a lot of them are really mean yeah Not to this escalate that's a nice car but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have some people get really upset at what you just said. <laughs> you get hate mail over the Escalade. <laughs> some of them are just flat out mean, and I'm like, I guess that's why that whole when we got when our board got um, that Warren Jeffs thing happened to our family board is, is you think more about, well, I feel sorry for that person that they've got it enough. You know, you think about it, they've got enough hate in their own life yep. that they're spilling it out into other people. Yeah, and instead of just saying, and most of the community accepted us, and you know. That's a good family. That is a loving family. They are good people. Yeah. Why attack them? They're a little kooky, but they're great. Yeah. We're yeah. Definitely a little kooky, but <laughs> I'm great. I turned out okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so for sure. Yeah. So sure they have thirteen kids and multiple wives. It's different. <laughs> Just a little bit different. It's funny how fascinated people are when I tell them, especially if it comes up at the bar. Oh my I goodness! I can get people to sit all night long and drink all night long if you know. Okay, so here's a question. Yeah. Do you purposefully drop the polygamy, polygamy bomb for tips? Uh, no. No? That no. ever crosses your mind? Um, now, could now, I? Now you will. Could I? Yes. <laughs> I have not purposely dropped it with the intent of getting more tips, um, but I will listen and kind of feel out a conversation if it comes up and then decide whether or not it's appropriate or inviting enough for me to say, hey, Listen to my point of view. And most of the time, people are just, they just are fascinated and glued, and then they just want to sit and listen to everything. And then they've got their own, like, slew of questions they want to ask. What's the most common question that you get? Uh, how did the whole dad with three wives in three houses thing work? Like, how did the sleeping arrangements work? That's usually the that thing. a lot. Yeah. Everybody is, and to me, I'm like, that's just a dumb question. No, they don't have threesomes. Duh. <laughs> Like, but people, like, they want to know. They're like, how does this, like, do they all sleep together in one bed? Like, and I'm like, no, <laughs> duh. Because it's just so nonsensical to me. But I, I have to remember that to them, this is, everything about my life is a little nonsensical. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, too. I mean, obviously, I don't have the personal, you know, literal experience with my parents. But, um, yeah, the sleeping arrangements is usually the first. Yeah. That's the first question they ask. It comes up a lot. Do they have threesomes? Do they have orgies? And I usually answer that question with, not that I know of. <laughs> well, 
yeah, I, yeah. That, that leaves it a little bit more interesting for them instead of like shutting them down and be like no that doesn't happen ever like drop that question don't ever ask it again because then it turns them off to this whole concept of it anyway yeah but when you say you kind of leave it a little bit more uh murky and they're kind of like oh cool yeah tell me more yeah it adds that little <laughs> sultry vibe and they're like yeah oh, whoa, kinky yeah yeah <laughs> so what are some of the other questions that you get um, just a lot of it is just in general, like, what was it like, you know, having three moms, like, it, I don't even know, there's just so, and I don't know, what's, a lot of it is what is it like if you go back and visit everybody, yeah. they know that I'm here, yeah. and they also know it, the whole, this typical Mormons don't drink coffee, Mormons don't drink alcohol, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and so they're talking to me about it in a bar, where I usually have a cup of coffee in front of me. Mm-hmm. So it's, well, what do you do when you go home to visit? And I'm like, I go home and I visit. And I'm like, my family loves me. I've never, ever had any ill will from any of the family that's still in the religion. So it's just. Yeah. But I do get that a lot because they're talking about it to somebody who was part of it in. A bar. Such. Yeah, a, ba- a bar. Yeah, and you're drinking coffee in a bar, I'm which is probably the most sinful thing that you can I ever do. And I curse a lot. And, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've had a similar situation, or situations, or a similar vibe, I guess, um, where people have asked, like, well, yeah, what d- does your family still like you? Yeah. Um, have you ever been asked, I've, I've been asked this before, which I don't know how to answer, but have you ever been asked, well, how did you turn out so normal? You know, I have been asked that. Really? I, I one I'm time, so glad I'm not alone. <laughs> it was one time. And I kind of just, I don't even really think I answered it because it was just such a dumb question to me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just, like, I don't know. I kind of wanted to be just flip it and be like, how the fuck did you turn out so normal if you're... Yeah, yeah. To me, it just seemed a little rude, I guess. Okay. Because... And maybe that just comes from the fact that we grew up, to me, so, I guess, normal. Yeah. And it, we had a big, loving family. Normalcy for you was normal just a different thing. sibling rivalries, family dinners. Yeah. We did our own church thing. Yeah. Played sports in school, had friends, whatever. Yeah. So then they're like, how did you turn out so normal? I'm like, well, I feel like I had a pretty normal childhood. Yeah. I had a, there was a few extra people around to love and I don't see what's not normal about that. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I hadn't, I have no idea how to answer that question. We get a lot when I tell people that when we left the religion and we moved up here and they're like, well, why does your dad still have three wives? Oh, so they were under the assumption that like, like, if you, okay. Yeah. What was he supposed to do? Ditch two of them down at the border? Or like, <laughs> it, we were a family. He, he doesn't stop loving them just because we left us an organized religion. Yeah. They're like, so you still have three moms? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, had in the yeah. context. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I get that one a lot. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit easier for me to answer because I technically didn't have more than one mom. Yeah. Um, and so... My situation specifically, like one mom, one dad, two sisters, and a brother. Yeah. So that is like pretty run of the mill. Yeah. If you, if you remove the religion from it and you just like looked on paper of what my family structure looked like. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. But then I talk about like what I used to believe in and the type of things that I would engage in religiously and, and, and all that stuff. And people are like, oh, well, how did you turn out to be so okay? It's yeah. like, well, that doesn't mean 
that anybody who lives this is bad or yeah. not okay. I mean, there are a ton of people that are not okay. <laughs> yeah, well, but that comes with every, literally every walk of life. Yeah, every exactly. Every religion, every, everything. You're always going to run into shitty people everywhere. Yeah. That's never going to go away. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to just be like, well, I'm normal and you live this thing separate from me. Yeah. Therefore, how did you end up as normal as me? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. I don't get that. I always, I guess, I guess the best way to say that I refrain, I, answered was i was just you know what the only difference is there was a little there was more people to love in mine yeah I'm like there's just i had love coming from a little bit more places than a normal family would and i don't think that was ever a bad thing yeah yeah for sure yeah it's a really weird thing to think about and uh when i was in college we did this uh cultural anthropology unit um or it was an anthropology class and then part of that class we had a unit on family structures mm-hmm and I didn't have to study. You it was got great. got this in the bag. <laughs> yeah, because the, the professor was great. He was yeah. awesome. Um, he was one of my favorites. And he, uh, um, we had this little quiz where we had a family tree. And um, basically, you have like a sheet of paper and it had like a few family trees, like three of them, um, like one after the other. And you would have like a highlighted cell and mm-hmm. another highlighted cell in this little diagram. Yeah. And it said, okay, so you are the green cell. Yeah. How are you related to the red cell? And that red cell would be different on each different diagram. Yeah. So you would have to see like, okay, so you are actually my, and you start to again, do the polygonometry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him that's what it was one time. This is the first time that I used the word polygonometry outside of the religion, I think. And I said like, oh yeah, that's just like the polygonometry and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, what are you, mind blown. What are you talking about? And I was like, "Oh shit! I'm gonna have to drop. I'm gonna have to drop the P bomb on this guy." Yeah. And so I told him, like, "Yeah, I, I grew up in in a polygamist uh, religion." Yeah. And he was like, "I yeah. mean, his eyes just went they just get really like, big. oh man, do you mind if I do you want to come and swing by my office? Because I mean, he was a good professor, you know, and he was willing to make time for me, which I felt very grateful. Yeah, that's for. great. Yeah, 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 and um." So we sat down and then the next, you know, four class periods of that unit was just like me sitting down in a chair and he would talk about like, so tell me how your family works. And I was like, okay. So funny. <laughs> um, and, we, and we went through it, aced the test, didn't even study. It was great. Good to go. Yeah. People get a kick out of what, it, what is really funny. Cause so when you get questions about polygamy in a bar, you get the really blunt questions because people I love are that. drinking. I love that. Vibed, and a lot of it goes to incest. Obviously, because yep. of all the different ways people can be related. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how do you guys avoid incest? And I'm like, well, that's easy. Don't marry your cousin. <laughs> and some people <laughs> choose to ignore that. And I'm like, and you know what? <laughs> it might happen, but it doesn't. It's not, it's not. I'm like, you have to remember, that's not strict to the Mormon religion either. Polygamy. That's, no. No. I'm no, like, no. that's not a thing. Yeah. But they do that. They're, so it's funny. They're like, well, how? It's one like. I can't remember who I was talking about, but I'm like, well, he's my blah, 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 blah. But on this side also, through my mom, blah, 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 blah. So you're talking about a double cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So explaining that whole thing and their minds, you can just (laughs) see their brains are just melting trying to understand it. Well, technically, my father is a double cousin to you in a certain sense. Yeah. through, Through mom. Yeah. So my dad is your older sister's husband. Yes. Um. Through a different mother, mm-hmm. older sister from another mother. Yep. But then you are also related to my father through your mom, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, she was watching. Do you want to do the polygonometry with us really quick to figure out how that actually works? Uh, your 
grandfather and her grandmother are brother and sister. Yes. So, okay. So your your mom and my grandpa are brother and sister. Yes. Okay. All right. So that makes you, okay, so let's do the polygonometry really quick. On the spot polygonometry. Okay. I'm spitting all over the place. Um, so if you are, that means you and I are second, second cousins. Second cousins and also aunt and nephew. At the same time. Yeah. Great. That's amazing. See, that's, that's when you, you bring that out in a bar and people just like their brains just melt and they're like, I need another drink. <laughs> and like, you're like, you all go. right. Yeah. That means Let's more tips this. for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I think I always knew that. I think I always knew that and then never really figured out the exact polygonometry of it. Yeah. I've, I've not, I've mom's explained that to me a few times okay, before, yeah. but it, I feel like at some point when you're trying to figure out how your different ways are related to all these different people, you lose track of the first one and then you learn a new one and you lose track of the next one and you learn a new one and you lose track of that one. And <laughs> mom re explains it to me a million times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Double cousins. Yeah. I'm your nephew and your second cousin at the same time. Yeah. Through various avenues. Yeah. Through, yeah. Halfway, whatever. Did my mom tell you that she found out that she's related to my dad? How? They're eighth cousins twice removed. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah, so my mom loves the genealogy part. So how does that work, though? Oh, okay, well. Okay, so, I mean, this is a very truncated version of the polygonometry yeah. involved because yeah. this goes back to, like, the 1700s. But basically... um. On FamilySearch.org, which is an yeah. LDS-owned website, yeah, um, you can kind of just punch in your name and see where you fall, and it's kind of a crowdsourced. Is there uh, anything the LDS doesn't own? Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, and so, my mom just on a whim one day, and she's you know on the phone with your dad to talk about genealogy and and, and all that stuff, and um, she's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna see. Let's just see how close you related me and me and Jake are." Yeah. And. She and they, they have this feature on that website where you can type in two names, yeah, and you just like see, and it just like connects Weird. your respective family trees to find a common ancestor, Weird. right? Which is a very weird way to program because mm -hmm. your entire intention is to be like, oh, let's just see how closely these two people are, if, especially if you're like husband and wife, yeah, you know, it's just yeah. kind of like this weird thing. And so Bravo for like doing it. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't want to, they mean, do they want to find, do we want to find out if this is a thing or not? No. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss yeah. for sure. Uh, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she did that and she found out that if we rewound the clock all the way back to like the 1700s, there was this guy, I can't remember his name, but he had a wife. And that's one side of the family tree. Yeah. And I think that ends up Coming being, I think, I think that ends up being mom's side of the family and grandpa and grandma and yeah. all that stuff. Um, that's her side. But he had an affair oh, with another woman. Oh, man. And that affair ended up becoming my father's side of the family. Scandalous. Right? What? So the way that my mom and dad are related is because of infidelity and a kind of polygamist way. I feel like that is very fitting. Not not fitting because I can't say fitting because I don't know how many of us are it's poetic infidels, but it, it kind of it's poetic for humorously sure. fits in our family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when she found out I, I wasn't there, I, I, I didn't witness her finding this this information. But 
um, she was telling me about it and she's like, yeah, and I told your dad and he just comes up and he just gives me a big old smooch on the lips and he's like, oh, you're the hottest cousin I've ever met. (laughs) 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 Which is totally my dad's sense of humor. Yeah. yeah, uh, But yeah, I am the product. I'm kind of related to myself. You guys are the product of infidelity. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And and honestly, if every family were to do something like that, they would find some sort of crazy, interesting thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Back in the 1700s, you know. Less people in the world. Yeah, they were. People got bored easier, I feel like. I mean, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no. Like, if you were to have a time machine and jump back into the 1700s, I think you would, A, first smell horribly, and yeah. then, B, get bored quick. Get bored quick. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, no. I don't want to go there. I'm good here. I'm good here. Yeah. Yeah. I like taking baths. Yeah. It's just one of those crazy things like, holy shit, we're related. Fuck. I was like, I was working out at a, I got this job out east of here and I was doing explosive welding and we, uh, one of the shop guys that we hired on, just casual conversation over at the lunch picnic table on the parking lot one day with a few of us and. He's all, oh, yeah, I'm from Utah. I'm like, oh, well, okay, we're from Utah and this and that. And then he starts mentioning group names, and he's from one of the groups down, I think. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it. But, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I come home and I ask mom about it. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we are. It's, it's a little more on the distant side, but it's there. So I'm like, hey, buddy. Small world. We're cousins. Somehow. Small world. I don't know. Didn't really want to go into it with that one, but... <laughs> For you other know. people, it's like this life-altering event, and we're like, oh, yeah, I found another cousin today. Cool. Yep. It's great. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to figure out, to try to draw a commonality of, like, how often it happens to find another cousin for us. Another situation that happens in, quote-unquote, normal life. Well, it's especially weird being up here. You know, we're kind of out in the sticks up here, too. And Yeah, yeah. So I'm working at this little shop. and What's the population of this town? I don't even know what, twenty thousand? No, or Port Angeles. Yeah, it's twenty thousand. Twenty thousand, so fairly small. For Port Angeles, but even then, Joyce is like Joyce is bigger than people think it is because everybody's hiding out in the woods. Yeah. Well, I think actually Joyce is technically non-existent unless you're inside the general store. Really? You can't have a Joyce. Joyce has about yeah. Twenty three hundred households. Yeah. Twenty three hundred households. Okay. All right. But they're still under a Port Angeles. So we can safely assume address. that it's probably close to 7,000 people, give or take. Probably. Which is, you know, and yeah. they're all out in the sticks like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with that proximity being so distant, you don't really associate super far. It's not like you're, well, you know, Yeah, and then, then that's this guy that I was working with, he lives out towards Squim. Yeah. And we were working out east of Squim. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Here's another one. It's kind of like, it, I think like finding a new cousin happens as often as you run into an old high school buddy. Yeah. Maybe. That's probably the closest parallel that I can draw. Except I actively avoid running into old high school buddies. <laughs> I don't actively avoid finding new cousins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't think about yeah. that. Maybe that's not the best comparison to have. But yeah, no, it's very similar, that idea of, of being able to be like, oh, picked up another one today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. All right. Chalk them up, put them on the board. And I really love listening to people when they start talking about their own family. They're going like, oh, my family's so big, and God, it's huge. I have three sisters. I've got 15 (laughs) cousins, and hold my beer. (laughs) 
Have you ever like jumped into a situation like that before? Oh, at the bar all the time. Yeah, yeah. With people that I've come to know, because and especially because I worked at two different bars, and one the one I'm at now is a private club, but the one before is a little more rowdy, and mm-hmm. I knew my clientele pretty well, so it was. They're all locals from from Joyce and Port Angeles, so they yeah. have all kind of heard of that big funky family out west, kind of a deal. Yeah. So now one of them's serving them their beer. Yeah. And then they get into the whole I got this and that, and then people like to include the bartender a lot in little dives like that, and so they. Sure. So how many siblings do you have? I'm like the ones I grew up with are total. <laughs> total. I'm like there's 13 of us. Nah. I'm like yeah. Well, how many cousins? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like, no I clue. Re- I don't really think I know that number. Which side of the family cousins? Yeah. <laughs> and then I go, you got to go to that too. I'm like, well, which side of the family, mom or dad? I'm like, because I could, I still don't know. Yeah. Do you remember that family reunion we had in Montana? Mm-hmm. Um, and we took that big, that big picture at oh, the concert yeah, show. Yeah, the one that's on the puzzle downstairs. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad that got made into a puzzle. That's yeah. just so poetic for me. Yeah. Um, but... No, I've shown that picture to people and been like, yeah, this is just immediate. my mom's side of the family. That's, and that's immediate. just immediate. Yeah. That was my, before th- everybody had husbands and wives and kids. Yeah. And- it was before any of us got married, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So just grandkids and kids of your father. And I think there was just a couple like kids thrown in there. Like, I think. I think Kara had, like, maybe had been married. Ar- 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 Elijah and. Arkin were there, I think, yeah. for that one. Yeah, and so it was just basically pure lineage without any extra mm-hmm. children, husbands, or spouses, yeah. and wives and stuff. And it was this huge picture. <laughs> so I've shown that to people before and be yeah. like, yeah, this is just my mom's side of the family. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just my cousins. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've busted that picture out too a couple times. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's just siblings. Like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, so big. Yeah, my dad's side is ridiculous. It's, That's what I tell people. I'm like, well, this is my dad's side. I'm like, you could be here for a few more hours if we get into mom's side. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so, I mean, in my dad's episode, he, he references like upwards of 5,000 first and second cousins. Yeah. And it's just like. It's bananas. That's an army. It's a freaking bowl of noodles. Yeah. Yeah. So many goddamn people. And you know what is really great, though, is it, because as as much as I talk about it at the bar and, you know, places like that that I go, very rarely do I get met with any sort of negative anything. Oh, okay, cool. Most people are just fascinated. Yeah. And they just want to learn. Yeah. And then a lot of people think it's really cool. Yeah. You know, it's a big, happy family. Yeah. What's not to love about it? Sure. And it. And until you get into, and then there, you do run into people that know about the extremism side of it. And they're like, well, I've heard about this and this and this. I'm like, well, yeah, you got extremes of every religion. Which is why they spray painted Warren Jeffs. Yeah. And I'm like, my family was never that extreme. Yeah. But you're going to find that everywhere you go. So yeah. I mean, one thing you have to admire the Mormons for is their sense of family, I think. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And depending on which one you talk to, at least. Well, there's that. Yeah. There's, again. What mood they're in. Caveats. Yeah. There's always a caveat. Um, and there's always that one person that just thinks that they have it all figured out and then they tell you how it is and you're like, actually, no, my personal anecdote would lend to the complete dismantling of that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, oh, yeah, no, this is actually the way that it works because, uh, 
Joseph Smith actually wasn't a polygamist. It's like, oh, well, he was. Yeah. Well, sorry, buddy. Yeah. It sucks to suck. Yeah. Don't appreciate it. <laughs> but, but yeah, so did you, um, did you, like, how did your husband handle being introduced to this kind of thing? He really embraced it. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with him. I've had brought in. Um, I, th- I feel like, like with my ex that I told you about that I met right after high school. Sure. I think for the four years I was dating him, he kind of like, I'd bring him over and he would sit on his phone or he'd bring a little game tablet and he'd play games. And I think he just was, it's overwhelming. Sure. He was overwhelmed. Sure. He just was trying to recuperate. Lots of people. Um, but Greg really embraced it. Yeah. Um, the first time I brought him over was when your grandma Stella was, she was sick, but she was in the chair downstairs and he mm-hmm. met her and yeah. he just was just blown away by how big and beautiful and loving everybody was yeah. and accepting because he's got a bit of a past sure. and everybody just, I mean, I'd, I'm going to say everybody just loved him and welcomed him, but I can't say that's true. Him and dad butted heads a lot. Yeah. I don't think that, that one was pretty hard to achieve. They took getting snowed in for three months for those two to find yeah. some common ground, but yeah, yeah. But he has never, ever expressed anything but admiration. Well, that's really cool. For our big family. You know, I'm thinking about doing a spouses episode. That would be And I would love to sit down with him. I think that he would have a lot of cool insights. But yeah, something I've always been curious about is bringing in in someone who has never had any sort of encounter or uh, affiliation with Mm -hmm. this lifestyle. Yeah. Jumping in and being like realizing like oh this is what you grew up with yeah and how do they handle that like yeah. that's something that i, I i'm hoping to to do sometimes yeah soon, but. i think that would be really cool because you get so many different points of views yeah yeah i guess because everybody's coming into a different person in the family who but. are falling in love with a specific personality yeah yeah and that god our family's rampant with weird personalities <laughs> <laughs> In the best way possible. <laughs> in the best way possible. And that's such an understatement. Such an oh, understatement. It really is. But I love yeah. it. And he'll admit that there are times when it gets to be a lot. Sure. Like, that's fine. Stay home. I get it. I'm like, it's I, a lot for me. Yeah. It's sometimes. a lot for all of us sometimes. Yeah. And it, it's funny. He'll point it out because we're all, I don't, I don't know if this is, goes for everybody, but I know like when we get together, we're all very kind of hyper-focused on everybody, each other, the family group as a yeah. whole a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And I think, so it was funny the last time we were all together up here in Utah or in Washington, he got home and I had slacked on my, I usually, cause he works long hours, long days. So I try to keep the house decent and stuff like that while he's gone. Sure. And uh, he pointed it out. He said, not, not in a mean way, but he had pointed it out saying, you know, like what Sam Hill was going on this week. He's like there's <laughs> laundry everywhere and. Cat litter box hasn't been cleaned out and this and that. And then yeah. I was at work, so I hadn't gotten back to him yet. But then he, I went down later that night. He's all, oh, yeah, I forgot your family's in town. Okay. <laughs> it's like, all right. That's, uh, you brought up something that kind of sparked, sparked my interest a little bit um, about, like, you talking about when we all get together. And I'm not talking about we as in you and me. I'm talking about you and your family. Yeah. Whenever your family all gets together. And I've experienced this before. Yeah. Um, is that every individual ends up focusing on the whole. Yeah. That's a very interesting idea to me because you you have, you know, 
whether it's true or not, people have like their favorite cousins and their favorite siblings and yeah. their favorite relatives, right? Yeah. Just people that you connect with easier and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And um, when we have an army of people showing up to this house for a family reunion or a weekend or, you know, when four vans show up mm-hmm. and it's just like one family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's really interesting because we are all concerned about everyone having a good time. Yeah. And I think every individual wants to have that for everyone and I think else. that's why we can never have a quiet family gathering because no. everybody's engaging with everybody at the same time. And it's yeah. funny because I went to a Thanksgiving and, you know, eventually the, the little group split off and you got sure. the kids over here and the teenagers are on their phone and people are over here doing this and that. Yeah, and then, yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on here? I don't like this. Why is it not loud? Why are we not? It's just weird for me. So I've, I've spoke with uh, some of my cousins about this um, from this family that I think we're both talking about. (laughs) And uh, I asked her one time, I was like, okay, so you like moved away and, and, and everything like, and she was kind of, you know, she would show up on our, on our porch and drink coffee with me in the mornings and stuff. And, I, I just asked her, like, how you doing, you know, and she yeah. was just, you know, I could tell something was off. And she's like, I just, I don't know, but I, I just miss the noise. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to sometimes hear that. Sometimes I want to shoot the noise, and sometimes I'm like, where is the noise? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and when, what I've also noticed is we do that, and then you'll see one person slip off. Mm-hmm. And they get their quiet time or whatever. Yep. And, I, and I'll do that a lot. And then they come back. Yeah. And then somebody else will slip off, get their quiet time, and then come back. Yeah. And it's just one big, and then there's always games. and There's always a, an amoeba of of, yeah. of, of people. It, you know, people dip off, come back, dip off, come back. Or, yeah. you know, I, I feel the same way. That sometimes I just can't stand it. Yeah. I'm and then you like, dip oh, off and you everyone be quiet. quiet. Minute. And there's a lot of Irish goodbyes. Sometimes you just dip out for the rest of the night. That's yep. cool. Yep. And it's it's okay. Yeah. I, I guess that's the part of the thing is nobody gets offended when somebody's like, hey, I need to take some me time mm-hmm. and ditch out. Yeah. And then the rest of the group still is with the rest of the group. It's still one big hoopla. I yeah. Guess. I don't and know. I would say that there are some times as well where that whole fa- like say we have everybody, that, that picture that we're talking about. And if we yeah. got all those people back together again, and if we have like this collective idea of what to do that day, mm-hmm. making a decision to go and do that thing takes Oh my God! Five hours, six oh hours. Oh my God! It's a it's a barge. I know. It's a lot of people. Very slow movement. Amazing. <laughs> There's been times where I'm just like, I'm just gonna go do my thing. See ya. Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to go? No. Yes. Okay. Let's just get in my car and we'll go. Yeah. Which is the freedom that is lent to me by my age and life. And then you and always stuff. get that one person running out there. Like, oh, they forgot me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely been forgotten. Yeah. For sure. I think I, we've all been there. <laughs> I've been forgotten on a few yeah. outings. <laughs> I've been there. I remember we're looking out that window right there, going, watching like the minivan roll away. Everybody's going. I'm like, oh, okay, bye. But I, but I wanted to go. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. And I'm, I'm so glad that that has been part of how I've grown up, though. Yeah, me too. You know, it's, such a cool, it's such a cool idea for me. And, of course, I'm biased. Of course, I have my own uh, opinions and, mm-hmm. and, and things about it. But I think, like, if you have someone who cares about you mm-hmm. and then you have another person who cares about you, it's a net positive. And then you have another person and another person and another person. It doesn't go person. down. And it doesn't go ever go down. No. And so when you have a bunch of people, when you have like 
How many how many grandkids does grandma have? Do you know? Upwards of fifty. It's it, yeah, it's over fifty. It's over fifty. Is it over? I think it's it's got to be over fifty. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was over it's, or not. It's twenty six on one from one kid. <laughs> I thought he was twenty five on that dog. Oh, oh whoops! No, no. Did I forget about a kid? Yeah, they, yeah, you did. Whoops! Yep. Sorry. <laughs> no. You're gonna have to Harm take intended. it. When when he listens to this, you're gonna be like, oh my god. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I mean. We have 50 grandkids at least. We'll do a count later off the air. Yeah. But um, get, getting all those people together, and you can't help but love them in, no, a very ba- in a very foundational sense. Even when you're pissed off at them, you're like, yeah. fuck it, I still love you. Yeah, and so when, I mean, growing up for me, when I was a little kid, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got all these people that just, you know, I never felt unsafe. I mm-hmm. never felt like any, you know, anyone was going to betray my trust. You know, like it was, it was yeah. great. It was a, an overall huge, huge net positive. Mm-hmm. That's something, something that I think about all the time. Yeah. And that's what I never understood why people feel the need to like bash this kind of lifestyle. Oh yeah. Is yeah. because I'm like, you have one huge family. There's so much love just pouring out of every surface. Why is that ever a bad thing? Because they've got more than one mom mm-hmm. or they've got, there's more than one household. And I'm like, so if the kid is needs you know a little extra help there's more help to come around yeah why is that ever considered a bad thing and i get that there are the extreme parts of it where which can get pretty nitty-gritty yeah i'm just talking in general and speaking from our own experience too yeah just from my own experience it's never it's never been a bad thing ever yeah so i've always loved it yeah you know when i was i mean like going back to what we said earlier like i was never not just over the moon to show up yeah. Loved it. And then people sometimes are like, well, how many kids are you going to have? And they're like, well, we're going to have like one or two. I'm like, oh, what are your kids going to do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to be so bored. <laughs> one sibling? You're going to, wait, you only have one kid? Like, what do you do? That doesn't make any sense. Oh my God, that kid's going to be rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Cool. You want to end it there? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a good spot. Thank you so much for showing up. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah.